So sorry. Uh, you're listening to Fanatsu. No, this is not a daydream. Uh, we're back on the mics today. It is uh, what is today? <laughs> Saturday. It's June 24th. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, a lot has uh, has gone on uh, since we've um, since we've heard from the crew last. Um, I've graduated. Nicole's graduated. Jess. Getting there. Two more years, but you know what? We have a, a huge uh, uh, presentation coming up. Uh, international conference. Yes, very yeah. excited about France. Yes, he'll tell you all about that. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, really interesting developments. And of course, uh, on July 4th, we are decolonizing Independence Day. That's right. So we're having our very own concert. Uh, Songs of Freedom, the Natlatla Songs of Freedom concert Biba. hosted by, the, Biba. by Independent Guahan. Yeah. So we have a solid lineup. Nicole's on there um, and many more poets and uh, bands, singers. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, I mean, we really, you know, you know how this goes. We don't have a script <laughs> or anything. This is just off the cuff, off the cuff. Is that the expression that I'm thinking of? But yeah, that's yeah, not, that's off, not the off the cuff. Yeah, so it's mind-boggling, you know. I'm just kidding. That was a, a reference <laughs> to Blades of Glory. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. But yeah. So, anyways, so one of the things that we want to talk about. Um, I'm not too familiar with it, uh, but we understand that. Um, well, first of all, we we really want to talk about the importance of the concert. But there's there's a, a number of other things that happened just within this week alone. So Miss Earth Guam 2017. Um, Nicole, do you know a little bit about um, what's going on there in the Twitter sphere? Um, so a lot of people, it's like big controversy that people are complaining that Miss Guam Earth, if that's the title, right? Miss Earth Guam. Miss Earth Guam. Yeah. Sorry, switched it. But uh, Miss Earth Guam, they're saying that she's not tomorrow, so she shouldn't represent Guam, and it's not fair that she won. Um, so there's a lot of issues with that, and I'm really not sure. I'm not sure how I lean towards it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are certainly things that we've. Um, this is a topic that I'm sure we we've danced around um, in our own studies. So I mean, um, what what are some of the the questions, the the critical questions that that come up here? What do you think? So I mean, all right. So I mean, let, let's let's take it down from the surface. So like. Uh, who should get to to um, to compete in Miss Earth Guam? What do you think, Jess? Um, I guess I really think anybody should be able to compete in Miss Earth Guam. I mean, it's not something that Chamorros have done traditionally, and um, it doesn't really sit close to my heart or anything. It's just a, a you know a competition of you know I guess in most cases a beauty competition and. 
I don't really care for that and it doesn't really speak too much about what's important to me as a Chamorro. But um I guess it would be um it would be nice if um more you know, Chamorro people were out there representing I guess um these important issues facing Guam. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what, what, is what is it? What is it? No, it's um environmental. environmental. Yeah. Ecological. So um, yeah, pretty much it. I don't care. Yeah. Too much about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um. I don't want to make too strong of a connection, although, but because you know a a beauty pageant can mean very little it can mean a great deal for some people it's a really important thing for other people it's not so much but regardless of sort of uh, whether you think it's an important endeavor or not um, this is you can see the way in which this is conversation can be connected to even just the Dave Davis case sort of who are the people of Guam who rep who should and can authentically represent Guam because can, so should somebody who is going to represent the island in international fora, in sort of competitions, should they be somebody who has only been here for a very short term? Or should they be somebody who has a longer sort of history here? Um, because if you, you know, if you think about the Davis case, what Dave Davis is arguing is that simply because you live here and you're a resident here, you are equal to everybody else. You have the same rights to land, to representation, to claiming certain things. And, and so when people are kind of saying that they don't know if what they think about it or if it's appropriate, they're kind of bringing that out is that, you know, as much as we might say that American pluralism where everyone's equal, that there's a good side to that, there's also like problems with that because it doesn't, for most people, it's normal. It doesn't feel good if somebody who has doesn't have a strong a connection to a place that you care about suddenly becomes the representative of that place. And so on the so I can see the ways in which sort of that there's deeper issues here cuz a lot of the I think a lot of the conversation can be very superficial like about sort of the way that somebody looks like that she doesn't look like a stereotypical and you know those things always happen in beauty pageant discussions not that I'm very much aware of what happens in beauty pageant discussions but the deeper sort of issue is is that and I mean it's fascinating because within a U, within American like a US system uh, this is always a problem is how is it that if there's all of this emphasis on everyone's equal and so on, how is it that you can protect the people that have a different claim to the land? That can say that my family's been here much longer than yours has. Because um, this, this sort of thing came up many years ago in the first, when these pageants first started and when there was scholarships for sort of local students, was that... Um, military families would have their kids enter these pageants and military families would have their kids apply for these Guam scholarships even though they'd only been here for like a year or a couple months or something like that and even at that time when it was this heavy Americanization and sort of moves to assimilate people didn't really like that they didn't think it was appropriate I remember reading in my research there were some letters to the editor where people were saying that you know somebody who's just come like off the plane here shouldn't 
basically be allowed to get a, a local scholarship meant for local kids. And I know that at that time there was a court case in which the a judge, a Chamorro judge who was representing the federal court, he ruled that that the government could not make restrictions which was meant to um, deny access to stuff like scholarships to like military dependents or short timers. Because basically GovGuam tried to make it that you had to be on Guam for like a longer period of time to try to cut those people out and it was shot down in court. And I'm, I'm thinking about all of this because um, if we look at Guam and its, you know, and and our pr issues with Davis and court saying that we can't create laws to protect the Chamorro people and their rights. The U.S. Virgin Islands in their constitution, they tried to do something because they're, you know, the Virgin Islands is a little bit different because rich people go to the Virgin Islands from the states and then they, they buy beach property and they and then they, they live there for a couple of years or they just live there for a couple months out of the year. And so those who have more traditional ties there wanted to create something in their draft constitution which would basically limit the power of those like freeloaders or short timers because basically if you bought property in the virgin islands and you went there every summer like in a couple of years you could be the governor of the island even though you don't really know anything about the place or care about the place so they wanted to put in longer residency requirements to say that you had to live continuously there for I can't remember the number, but like eight or ten years, which is longer than 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 it is at most places in the United States to vote or to become considered a resident. And the Department of Justice, one of the things that they shot down was they said that this is discriminatory. You can't come up with a rational basis to say that that you should cut out people that have lived there shorter uh, periods of time from this sort of process. But anyway, so this conversation has me thinking about those things because. You know, the Virgin Islands made no reference to race uh, explicitly in that. They did try to create a category for sort of native Virgin Island people, but they tried to use residency as a means to sort of protect themselves. And the Department of Justice said that this is discriminatory. You can't do it. Um, so all of these deeper issues in the, the beauty pageant discussion. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's pretty... It's really interesting. Another thing, another aspect that I wanted to bring up, especially since Nicole, you as a strong Chamorro woman being here, I mean, these pageants, um, they they standardize a, a, a certain, you know, um, an aesthetic, you know, and there's this there's this look that that uh, young women are supposed to to try and model themselves after, and mm -hmm. uh, try and look at look at that, and you know, what more when you know, you're, I mean, there, there's so many different layers to that alone, but I mean, uh, when you bring in, like, things like genealogy and, um, like, agency and stuff like that, and um, when when the model then becomes uh, this this person, this uh, slender, uh, non-indigenous uh, um, woman who, who is the, the, the pinnacle of beauty mm -hmm. uh, in this pageant, you know, I mean, what, what could you say about that? Um, well, you know, I, like, growing up, I never really cared about, you know, pageants or anything like that. I didn't see it as taking away agency from me. I guess more as an adult, I kind of see, like, what, um, what these images are putting on, on the, the young women of Guam. And I, I agree, you know, it's, it's hindering, but, like, 
who I don't know who am I to say that she's you know that she's not beautiful or anything but at the same time it's kind of like I don't want my younger sisters to think like they have to look like this to be beautiful you know in the other islands in the Pacific um, that's not the the general idea of what beauty looks like you know in, in the other islands in the Pacific bigger is beautiful you know darker is beautiful you know there's like so many different um, ideas of what what women need to do to be beautiful like on Guam um, you know a long time ago like before um, the Spanish arrived black teeth and like bleached white hair was beautiful you know like carving into your teeth was beautiful so you know I guess like we need to step away from Americanized um, notions of beauty or westernized notions of beauty and kind of figure out what um, what we as Chamorros consider beautiful and I don't know. Maybe it's this this girl, Miss Earth Guam. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard to talk about, especially like um, you know, living in a colony and being disenfranchised, and then having somebody else represent us. It's really hard to talk mm-hmm. about. And then also, you know, like we're talking about also drawing lines and of where like um, of who gets agency, right? Who gets that opportunity to represent us and it's tough like you know it's a beauty pageant it might not mean much to me yeah but i'm sure it meant a lot to that girl who ran and i don't know it just i mean like i wouldn't think twice about a a white kid in a spelling bee representing guam yeah so why think twice about this and you know it's just it's really tough to draw those lines yeah and where I stand on something like that, where we stand. You know, on the thing like is, that. the thing is, nobody was concerned that she was this white girl until she won. Mm-hmm. You know, where was where was everybody speaking out during the whole entire pageant process? Right. Like, you know, tell me she didn't step on that stage the very first day and you didn't notice that she was not Chamorro. You know, she's she's my sister's friend, and you know, I was like. I was I've been seeing all these things on Twitter saying, Oh, you know, she's is she Chamorro? Is she is she even from here? And, you know, I was like you know, I was asking my sister, I was like, Is she and my um she was like, She's not all white, she's half Filipino and then, you know, I found this thread that I'm just gonna read really quick off Twitter. Um, someone said, Is she even from Guam? And um this girl Emma went uh the, the Miss earth guam ran and replied and she said she's lived here for eight years represented guam for track three times and her family is from here this is my home thank you for the support so you know like who you know you have to you have to be careful about like what you how you say things and what you say to people because you you know i'm pretty sure nobody knew that she's been here for eight years that she's been representing guam for three years and nobody had a problem with it but now she steps on the stage in this format, in a different format of representation, and now people are having issues with it. So, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I would like, you know, if I were to invest myself further <laughs> in, in uh, you know, this discussion, not here, I mean, I'm totally invested in this discussion happening right in front of us right now, but. I mean, as far as like the whole the Twitter trend thing and that discussion going on, like I would want to know. I mean, like her her stance on things like uh, you know environmental protection mm-hmm. and also uh, the uh, preservation of uh, of native rights and um, culture. And all those. Yeah, things. definitely. Like in things like this, you have to like 
ask yourself like does what agency does she get by becoming miss earth guam what like what voice is she going to give to the people of guam and how how does where she's from or what how you know her background affect that i guess mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool guys so we should invite her to the concert yeah <laughs> here you yeah. go miss earth oh just kidding my sister said no emma is white <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but she she's so dumb. No, um, apparently, yeah, she said she's white, but you know, I don't know. Um, well, I don't know if you guys talk about it already because I just walked inside. But I think in terms of the pageant, I feel like it's a pageant. It's a Western social concept. Mm -hmm. So like. Really, it's not too surprising that a non-Chamorro one, because this is a Western social concept. It's not our indigenous thing that we've like created our own. You know, this is running by the standards of someone else's, um, you know, creation. So mm -hmm. like, why, like, you know? But I do, yeah. I totally understand. You know, yes, I want to see a Chamorro um, win and uh, you know represent our island. But at the same time, this is a pageant. This is not. We can make our own like pageant yeah. if we really want mm -hmm. that to happen. You know, like really like. And also question the pageant committee, ask them the questions like why, like how are they, how did they decide who mm -hmm. won, and how come this not as frequent as actual um, Chamorros or Guam people who care, who show that they really care about the island and will do actual things to help um, encompass change for the island and mm -hmm. not just like things that look good on the surface but like things that not a lot of people want to talk about but because they have such a impactful and public platform mm -hmm. to utilize that in a positive and um what is it needed way you know like you have this platform but you should use it for things that actually matter and that are difficult to talk about because then it will help normalize that conversation yeah definitely like what manny was saying we need now now that she won you know there's no going back she won you know <laughs> i'm not 100 not comparing her to donald trump but oh donald God. trump won what we're you know like we can't do anything about it this this girl won fair and square there's nothing we can do about it what is she going to do now you know like what what is what is her thoughts on on environmental impact and the ways that we can improve our island you know like people need to i guess stop complaining that she won and just yeah. suck it up and deal with it you know like <laughs> it happened okay so now move forward with it and another thing too like it doesn't this is just one part you know you don't need a crown to do mm -hmm, something exactly it. but if anything if this helps empower you to like you know i don't need to be crowned this or i don't need to have someone tremor to be crowned this i will do it myself and mm -hmm. i will rally my friends and my community to do it you know you don't this is it depends what you take from this event you know mm -hmm. really don't let it stick don't let it um what is it called what's the word called don't let it prevent you from being able to do it something that you're capable of also like doing yourself mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just a crown so yes <laughs> you know what yeah. while, while we're on this subject though i mean what's coming up around the corner uh quote unquote liberation day <laughs> and um you know obviously there's the Liberation Queen uh, competition. And uh, I don't know, it, it's always bugged me, like just the, the symbolism, or maybe mm -hmm. it's just me like picking out at, at all these uh, these things that, that I'm attaching meaning to. What is but it like, 
All right, well, so you have this competition where um, supposedly like the most, the fairest, the fairest women of all uh, of all the villages in Guam, you know, they compete. They, they vie for the title Liberation Queen, and she's supposed to be the fairest of them all, right? And so this is our our our, uh, our most desirable woman, and uh, on Liberation Day, she's uh, she's sort of like offered as tribute to like an, an enlisted <laughs> Definitely. Like, uh, marine or sailor and they get to parade down marine drive and uh you know like that like a show just a show nothing you, you go too far <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go too Shots far fired. that is my niece <laughs> <laughs> i was with her last weekend <laughs> you know and, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, just to, uh -huh. it's, I mean, it's, if you, if you imagine, you know, it's interesting because you don't, oftentimes they use the example of like if an alien came to earth and they viewed something, would it be strange? But actually, you just have to come from somewhere else in the world and look at Liberation Day and wonder, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, because it's, now, it's, it's interesting, right? Because some places do commemorate liberations like that, right? Like the end of a war or a conflict. Like in, in Europe, certain countries have days where sort of they mark the, the end of Nazi occupation. Like in, in Kuwait, they have a liberation day, which is when the Iraqi occupation ended. And so, but liberation day here on Guam is weird because Guam was liberated and then returned to colonial control. It got returned to the United States. And it wasn't, and it's really fascinating because Independence Day and Liberation Day are in the same month. And normally countries and places celebrate their independence, right? That's why Palauans celebrate their independence. Filipinos celebrate their independence. The United States celebrates its independence. All countries celebrate the day in which basically there's a symbolic founding of their country. But in Guam, in the same month, we celebrate the independence of our colonizer and then our return to colonizers control and we and and I've written for years about this if we really thought that we had had a, a secure self-governed status then we would have organic act day mm -hmm. you would have an organic act day where we would all go out and like kids would like dress up like the organic act <laughs> and put on a play and say Carlton Skinner came to Guam to free the Chamorro people you know and stuff like that but we don't do anything like that because Liberation Day wasn't a real liberation and we're too busy celebrating the independence of our colonizer. But beauty queens is one of the things that makes it really weird, right? Because normally you wouldn't have beauty queens as part of a day like this. Because if you think in the United States, do they have like a Miss Fourth of July, the national competition, 50 plus maybe one from Puerto Rico, women enter the Terror Dome, each with their Liberation Day or Independence Day tickets that they've sold, and I don't know, and then they fight with like Shuriken and Sai and bow staffs and stuff like that, like they're the Ninja Turtles, I don't know. But you don't normally do that because if it's solemn, if it's special in that way, then usually things around it stay in that way. You have pageants for other things, right? You have pageants. And so, but if you, that's one of the weird things that strikes people when they look at Liberation Day and they wonder, well, why do you got beauty queens? Like, whoa. But 
as as Manny, as you were saying, part of it simply comes down to the way that it started. How, because we need to remember that Liberation Day began, the first ever was religious. It was almost entirely a religious experience. It was a procession, and then it was a fiesta, and then Chamorros prayed because they were thankful that God had sent Uncle Sam to save them. The next year, however, the beauty queens came in. And it was because it was supposed to be part of a celebration of the soldiers. Mm -hmm. And what better way to celebrate soldiers than to have some local ladies dance with them <laughs> and like hold their arms. The and so it's kind of been something that's continued. But, but we can see though now that, so Liberation Day started off as that experience of celebrating the military, giving back to them and symbolically giving the daughters of the island to them, right? As here you go, here is your lovely brown lady. Thank you for your service. Please make some mochaccino children. <laughs> Something like that. But but we can see though that Liberation Day has changed over time, right? Where it's still Uncle Sam celebrating Uncle Sam is still a big focus. But if you look at it though, now it's not just like a parade of military tanks and trucks and soldiers, now everybody gets in on Liberation Day, like in the parade, right? Anybody, I mean, even um, even Chamorro Nation used to sometimes have a float in the Liberation Day parade. And some, and Ifan Lailayan or Pa'atautotano sometimes have, they, they march in the parade. And so, and then every cell phone company, like all these major companies, they're in the parade and so, and then the, the people who take it the most seriously are the villages, right? The mayors, because they all want to compete to see who can have the most village pride and so on. So it's, it's so, you know, I think that there's still some history there about the, the start of the beauty pageants and how it's part of this, like, offering of a token of gratitude to the sort of the, the colonizer. But then in other ways, we can see how it's kind of been... Uh, transformed at least a little bit yeah. by sort of Chamorro responses to yeah. it. It's been Chamorroized. <laughs> because yeah, like these days it's really um nothing like a beauty pageant anymore, right? Like um the judging of it, there's nothing, you know, based on anything like that. It's just um selling tickets, right? And mm -hmm. whoever sells the most tickets wins the crown. And um even in that you can see like a lot of them you can see Chamorro culture in that. Because what do these what, what what do they do? They their families pull together money, right, to buy as much tickets as they can to get their their gods to win. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a source of pride, right, when your village wins the Liberation Day crown. So, yeah, it's really been chamorized, I think, you know, in that chinchuli sense where the families pull together money to get their girl to win. And, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always, like, in high school, I was always like, Hell yeah, one day I'm gonna run for liberation queen. I always thought, and then like, once I got to college, I was like, oh, this is so problematic. Like, I don't think I can do it. Like, there's so many, there would have to be so many different things happening in order to do it. Oh, like, you mean like fundraising or? No, like, I would run for liberation queen if we can low key hijack the liberation float, like the the queen's float for like independence. That oh would be god. dope. Oh like god. then I would run. I think oh my god. Like that would be cool. Yeah, you should run so we can right. do that. So we should do that because they already know our plan. Yeah. Now they know. Damn it! They're listening. Uh, Manny, cut that. <laughs> oh, man.
Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> you know, um, this podcast has been uh, um, has been criticized for not being queer enough. So I say we throw everyone for a loop and uh, um, like leading up to li- the liberation. The liberation queen should be like the most uh, um, effeminate uh, man, you know. Hmm. I guess in the LGBT or community. like a transgendered person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, <laughs> that'd be cool. That That's is. cool. And I'll definitely oh really? I was just kidding. No, like, because then that, a, that also that then it shows like you it's know the future. The future is just pageant. You know. <laughs> and, and then anybody show up. That's how we pageant. should decide it. We should put Dave Davis in a pageant. Oh my god. Uh, uh, compared to all the other Maggie Lahi on Guam. You're making him like. He okay, you're right. You're you're right yeah. Him, what's the we should put uh, <laughs> Ron McNitt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, they. I don't want to see them in like. Uh, oh, wait, they don't have to wear chat. We should judge everything off of pageants. Just no. every every big decision that we ever Shit. make on the island. What does that say? We'll put it through a pageant. <laughs> so, I mean, that would it might be like a step up from how many people vote. Oh, okay. <laughs> they vote Utilize this, this what's guy, I mean, popular. People tend to vote based on the way that someone looks, anyways. This That's guy, so This person up. looks smart. This person is attractive. This person is tall. But like, that's um, not sound thinking. No, it's it's horrible. It's, it, it's it's terrible. So at least if you put them in like a, a formal pageant, because politics, a campaign is supposed to be kind of like a pageant, <laughs> but you could totally have like a one month long pageant. You could include like American Ninja type competitions. Ooh, oh yeah, people would do that. You could that. you could have like a Hardcore. sort of the academic yeah. challenge bowl portion too. Ooh. And then you have the then you got the swimsuit portion there you go. too. <laughs> there you go. I think that. I mean, wouldn't that be better? It would be cheaper, too, instead of having people campaign, because people are already campaigning for governor, like, right now. And Donald Trump is already campaigning for president right now. What? He's, he already is. And so ha- instead have, like, the campaign season be, like, one week where you put them through the obstacle course of politics. Mm. That would be, that's dope. That's, that's modern. Um, what's the word? Like, yeah. We should do that. Actually, if we if we became independent, that should be how we structure the political sort of debate, and then we we stream it live, and then people around the world would tune in to watch it. Like, look at this island take on its its Olympics of politics. <laughs> it's kind of like former Senator Mike San Nicholas is stepping up now. He's going to have some trouble with the the jungle gym and the monkey bars. <laughs> That'd be so entertaining. But like. Oh wait, can I just like in reply to what Jesse was saying about the how like it the the liberation queen of, of and how yeah the selling of tickets and the tensu tensuli I do like yeah I see that they did chamorise it but I still feel like it's not like the most ideal like platform you know like because like I, the you know the end game for it is again what um, Miguel was saying how like you know this is like cho- choosing the f- the fairest of you know of our women and vanity wise well i don't right they don't is there anything about like how like they also like what is it assess like their what they want to do for that i think there is right for liberation yeah, yeah. or is it i don't Strictly know it, it's it's mainly the tickets oh, okay. i mean they do do some other stuff like that like they'll publish profiles like in the newspaper or I don't think there's a Marine Drive magazine anymore, but like yeah, in magazines wow. like that, that so they'll ask them questions and, but yeah, it is whoever sells the most tickets. 
So like if we're just going off based on vanity wise or like looks, like yeah, I don't think this is the way like that would be the most helpful because then again this still is also perpetuating kind of mm-hmm. like a a sexist kind of standard, you know, like oh this is where we're gap or choosing our most beautiful looking woman to mm-hmm. have with to pair off with like a man like really like yeah. you know is that the way we want to empower our people mm-hmm. and especially our women because they're more than just how they look you know definitely but I, it's, a, it's a good starting point I think if we're able to evolve into something much more deeper then that would be awesome but also where are, where are liberation kings do we have that is that a thing liberation kings yeah, we, should start it, we should start that Jess I nominate you hey. I'll, I'll, I'll buy two tickets <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so he's gonna be the new liberation king. Yeah. So that's yeah. equality. We should, we should definitely start that, or or just change the pageant so it's for open for everybody. Yeah, and I feel like we shouldn't use king or queen because then again, that's also perpetuating mm-hmm. like modern. Yeah, in in, in <laughs> liberation tau tau. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. In high school, I remember um, they had it was like a drama. They called it like a drama monarch or whatever because it i think it was two guys that won or something like that or someone was transgendered and they won i can't if i vaguely remember but i remember it was it was something that i noticed right away i was like oh it says drama instead of like drama king and drama queen for the what is it called the what are those those things called the the, the ones that, no the one that people vote on superlatives oh. the superlatives it was like a drama not a drama king and a drama oh. queen it was monarch yeah monarch. to make it like uh genderless? yeah to make it genderless yeah i thought that was super cool nice you should also run manny <laughs> there yeah. we go you know you know how these things work is um like you actually like someone asked has to go and apply knowing that they're not going to get accepted and then like write a press release and like call all the uh, the newspapers and like all the media organizations be like, ooh, I was turned down for uh, the Liberation Queen uh, pageant because I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just talk about how sexist it is. You know? yeah. yeah, and that that's how we instigate change. There we go. So let's go, Jess. Yeah, yeah there you go. Do it, pick up our do it. We've all told you. <laughs> Watch this. Liberation dudes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I think I have like a ball gown that you would fit. You would totally you fit it. Yeah. Wear a ball gown, you can just wear. What is the Saudi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just wear a Saudi. See, you guys, yeah. you keep talking about. Hell yeah, let's indigenize it. Give me a woven hat in small. Um, That's all you're gonna wear. Yeah. No, I can make you. I can make you the Antiguan Tihung, the the one that the the navigators wear. Just the hat, nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Cherry on my side would be. Oh snap! Good to go. To cut the ribbon. Be sure to bless the table in tomorrow as well. Right. So so um speaking of navigation, um so they're starting a new apprenticeship under. Uh, Master Tony Sella. Um, he's going to be holding his first class July 1st, I think. What? I'm an, and, let's um, join that. I heard from PJ Nicholas, the water, water, you know, economic. Oh, water God, that was genius. <laughs> that was, he was genius. Yeah, he is. So um, there, there's a there's good good size of us. Um, but of course, we won't be here 
Um, I haven't picked up my application yet, but I'm super interested. Ooh. Yeah. Let's all do it. Let's it's open to <laughs> let's uh, hijack it. Yeah. <laughs> Independence hijack. Yeah. Let's just wait, wait, no, take over all the. Everything we can take over all of the. Uh, participate. We don't yeah. want people to think we're that's, hijackers. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Cut cut that whole part <laughs> out too, man. We're just joking around. You know, you gotta have some humor yeah. sometimes to be sane. Yeah. Let's uh, contribute to it. Let's <laughs> let's contribute to it. Definitely. Yeah, so, I don't know, I, I think I'd be a shitty navigator because I have poor eyesight, so, oh. like, I couldn't even, like, differentiate between which stars I'm looking at, really. Just so. use the app, just kidding. What if there's no doubt there <laughs> in the ocean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so, no, it'll be cool. So, anyways, alright. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, yeah, we're gonna cut it short, guys. Um, this was fun. Uh, just a, a short taste of uh you know what we've all been missing and um we're looking forward to uh, putting out more content out there especially now that summer is upon us um you know there really is no excuse why we shouldn't be putting out more episodes other than the fact that i'm working now <laughs> so yeah but yeah um super excited uh thanks for listening uh wayne butler and whoever else Becca Garrison. <laughs> Have you unsubscribed yet? Or I'm just kidding. Are you there? <laughs> you left a WhatsApp group. James Servino listens. He told me that he oh, listens. Nice. Oh, James Servino listens? Yeah. Um, Are you able to check who listens? Um, only if, they, if they're if they a SoundCloud user. If they're listening from like uh, Stitcher or um okay. or iTunes, um, it, don't, it doesn't show. Like, they don't have to have an account to listen to yeah. the SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Well, that'll be one of the goals for the summer is to get back into the regular... Let's get back in the ground, yeah. The grind. How often do you usually... Upload? Yeah. It used to be uh, one episode a week, every Wednesday. Yeah. So, I definitely, uh, you know, dropped the ball. Oh, but it's okay, because how how often does Master Random... Mm -hmm. He doesn't do weekly. No, his isn't weekly. He's got a... He's like... Had 101 episodes or something now. How often does he upload? Mm, that's a good question. What is his yeah. what is what is his username? What did you say? Master Random. 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 Boo. Boo Ada. And then Parbar. They don't Random. they don't do every week either. Oh. So. We're, we're tra- well, we're just trying to set our own goals. Yeah. No, no, it's Ahu I like yourself. this. I like yeah. setting our own goal for this. So. Yeah. That'll be cool. And then. When you're in France, you guys should just like podcast Ooh, regularly. Yeah. Just like go up to French, go up to like French people and ask. I dare you to go up to French people and just ask them if they're Emmanuel Macron. What? <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's the president. Say or and ask every woman, are you uh, Le Pen? <laughs> Set up your podcast during your presentations, yeah. right? And just be just like announce it before, and then just just set up your mics and record your whole presentation. That's yeah, a podcast. Yeah. That's good oh, too. Cool. That's right a, a, a multi. What is it? I feel like I'm already kind of boring. Like I, I'm already I'm. I've started laying out some of the the introductory slides and all but that stuff. But you never stuff. know. Some people might actually listen to it. So. Yeah, that's I cool. would don't already okay. cut out the option for people. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, boss Stasia. Um, yes. I, we, will, we will record. It was friend. a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> you can you just use your iPhone. But yeah, hey, thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Oh, yeah.
Yeah, because you were, 